Hello, my name is Anne Walsh. I'm a lay missionary of the Most Holy Redeemer, and I come from St. John's in Newfoundland and Labrador in Canada. Today is Friday, August 26th, in the 21st week in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. And we begin, as we begin all prayer, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading now from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus told them, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. This Gospel passage is part of a large section of the Gospel of Matthew in which we usually understand Jesus to be offering a series of warnings about the end of time. It's easy for us to read or to hear today's Gospel and to take it as a warning to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus at the end of time. In fact, that's how we've usually been taught or conditioned to read this Gospel passage. But sometimes that brings with it a lot of fear. And I've learned that fear is never from God. So what about my usual reading of this passage? Maybe it's very limited. What if I only read this gospel in this way because I've been taught to do that? I think it just might be possible that, as usual, Jesus has much more in mind for us than we can ask or imagine. And in this passage, I think Jesus is offering us a much more rich and complex vision, choice, and path than we're used to having. Here's my thought. What if eternity is now? What if this choice that Jesus is offering us in the gospel is not so much about the end of time as it is about the choices we have to make every single day in every single situation if we're going to recognize Jesus when he comes into our everyday lives here and now as well as at the end of time? Let me try a few examples. I live in a little bungalow, the exterior of which is covered by vinyl siding. In 1996, the mint green color of the vinyl siding was very fashionable, but today, much less so. I've been wanting to change it for quite some time, but I can't afford new vinyl siding, and up to now, 
options for painting vinyl siding were kind of limited. Unbeknownst to me, my brother-in-law was doing some research on the new kinds of paint that are available, and he discovered some new options for me. The other night, he sat me down to give me some of his options, and then he offered to paint my house for me. On the surface, you can see that this was a kind act by a member of my family. But if you look beneath the surface, I can see that Jesus came into my life through my brother-in-law's kindness the other night. Let's try another example. I volunteer regularly as a tour guide at our Cathedral Basilica, and I train the student tour guides. It's located right next door to a center which feeds and serves a thousand of the most vulnerable in the heart of our city every day. They often come into the Basilica. Sometimes they're in the midst of mental health crises. Last week, one man wandered into the Basilica in quite a distressed state. He was crying and threatening to take his own life. Our young tour guides, our young university students, were frightened and disturbed. But they did the right thing. They phoned the mental health crisis line and stayed with the man until the crisis resolved, until help came. Next day, he came back to thank us all for our kindness and sensitivity. We had no trouble recognizing the presence of Christ in this man. We knew that Christ had come among us in this troubled and lonely person who turned to us as a place of safety in a time of need. And then who came back to say thank you, who showed such concern and sensitivity when he did come back. We knew that was Jesus. We knew we'd met him and been in his presence. Likewise, we knew that we were in the presence of Jesus as we looked at our team members who stood together and together found the right help for this person. If we focus only on the end of time, we can be tempted to fear. So rather than living in fear that robs us of hope, of joy, and even of God, let's choose now to focus on how Jesus is present in our world and in our lives, walking with us, walking among us, waiting to be recognized. All we need is eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to love, to recognize him when he comes. So how does Jesus call us to live here and now, today, so that we can recognize Jesus among us and be witnesses of his love, his life, his joy and his peace, and his reconciliation in our world. And as we ponder these questions, we conclude the way we began. May the God of love, the God who walks with and among us always, bless us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.